0: Best episode 200 i'm your host mike apps aka that guy who hates breath of fire and with me as
1: always phantom
2: thief of heart david McBurney, family master
1: uh, guy who generally tolerates most of the breath of fire games actually uh, michael baker gaiji minogatari
3: and uh by default i'm just Platinum 3 brave and default brave and default yes you are bravely the default
1: Well, I mean, you probably shouldn't be discussing the particulars of your banking status.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be very
3: brave to to come on here and talk about defaulting.
2: Listen, if Wheels wants to come in here and talk about how he has to default on his loans by virtue of having bought like 500 copies of the same
1: game, then, you know, I I respect that. Well, I mean, well, to, to be fair, they'll only let you buy three copies of the Legend of Mana Special Edition online. (laughs) Per <laughs>
2: Understandable.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that is still about $400. Yeah, yeah.
2: Here's me just wanting that Saga Frontier remastered physical edition.
1: I'm still yeah, waiting to, play to see Asia. when Saya has them on pre order.
2: I'm just so glad that it exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, it's uh, it's episode 200. Wasn't prepared. We thought about this for a very long time, what to do with this, and I don't think we ever came up with a good solution.
1: So, as usual, in the time-honored tradition of Q&A Quest, we are winging it.
2: Yes. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's hit at least some of the traditional uh, things in episode 200.
1: What's, uh, what have we been playing? Well... I just, I mean, I'm currently stuck on the final boss of Saga 2.
2: That makes sense.
1: Which, I mean, granted, I did not expect to get all the way to the final form of the boss on the first try with a four robots party. Um, so um, I really should try this again and figure out exactly how I'm going to keep everyone limping along all that way.
2: <laughs>
1: just for reference, healing with robots is a pain in the butt. Just like real life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had to, I had to, uh, I had to uh, what's the right um? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I forget the actual ter- save scum. I had to save scum one of the um, secret items in the last level to make sure I got the right one because it was randomized between four. Mm-hmm. Because one of the items I really want, I really needed was the one item in the game that gave a plus 20 mana stat to a robot. <coughs> Which if you've played the game before, you realize that robots don't normally get mana stats. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know what they'd even do with it.
1: <laughs> well, if I mean if you played the game more recently, you might remember that magical healing is based on the mana stat of the caster and of the recipient.
0: Oh. Oh. I see. So
1: um, with the with the supreme mana circuit and a special equipment item that is literally the last item in the game that also gives boosts to all stats. Um, I've got one robot at 40 mana and she can heal everyone else for about three to 400 hit points with a healing rod. Heals That's herself for 700. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. I just need to decide if I should farm out some more mana circuits of the second most powerful variety from the robots in the last level, just so that the other robots can heal better or get more healing.
2: So, uh, so, so I get to you. That's uh, ongoing until further notice.
1: <laughs> yes. So I'll probably just get get back to it a couple times. I also finished um, remalore last night, which turned out to be a lot shorter than I expected. That's mm-hmm. the one I tried to b- do before Atelier Ryza 2, except my Switches um, left Joy-Con, started drifting like crazy, and it's not a game that you want that to be happening in.
0: Oh, <sighs> which game is it?
1: Remalore. Oh, that's like it's a, a roguelike-ish
0: game? It,
1: it is a whack-and-bash roguelike, yes. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish there was more of it, or more to it. The, uh, it's got a very minimal plot, but it's got some good characterization for the three characters in it. <laughs> <laughs> Quality <amazing>. over quantity. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
3: Keep
1: the
2: so
3: tight focus
2: there. Uh, our friend, Eric RPG, would like to pop in for a few minutes. Uh, I figured since they've been on so many of our podcasts, that seems reasonable. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Probably won't be here long, but in celebration,
5: uh,
2: yeah. So, Remilor and uh, Saga two it for you for the time being, or
1: oh, I'm. I mean, I finished Remilor, so I'm yeah, I might still around with it the infinite mode a bit, but otherwise, I'll just move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Actually, today funny. was via last day of Thursday classes, so all of the um, uh, high school junior classes that I had got treated to a uh, presentation on ways to practice English that do not involve boring textbooks. Have you considered watching movies? Well, I brought <laughs> or... two DVDs, I brought a bunch of books of various age ranges, and I brought one of every um, internationally compatible game system game I could find on my shelf. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Give I was
4: actually... typing of the dead. HD, you cowards.
1: Yeah, let's see. I had Crystalis, Game Boy Color. I had Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Game Boy Advance. Um, Advance Wars Dual Strike DS. Tomb Raider, PlayStation 3. Um, Undertale, PlayStation Vita. Thanks, Wheels, for that again. You're welcome. And um, let's see. And oh, and also, Wheels, Bloodstained Switch. Nice. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Some of the students had actually played Undertale. Ooh. It's, it's nice. pretty
2: popular over there, as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it, one other student in a completely different class who had played it. I just didn't expect three more to pop up um, in one classroom. And then in the second class, this one girl asked me if I knew uh, Little Nightmares. Huh. And it was like, I've seen huh. it around. I haven't played it before, but apparently she really likes it. And I wonder if it's like a popular streaming game. Yeah. Could be. And she was interested in hearing that it is certainly available in English
2: so i just want to say you're you're bringing up advanced wars dual strike just makes me think like it's almost a shame that it wasn't days of ruin since that one did not get properly released in japan
5: mm-hmm. it
2: was How, and how's that happen club nintendo <laughs> platinum eShop
4: exclusive in japan in
1: 2013 <laughs> wow. oh dear
4: so was oh, it, like, made for a Western audience? and then Yeah, no, like, that's why it's so that. much
2: grimmer, is that they were like, well, this is what Americans will want from a <laughs> new Advance Wars. So, Oh, well, yeah. I'm not
1: too interested in looking at it, then. But, uh, yeah, it's just
2: much funnier to me that, like, there's just an Advance Wars that only came out in Japan, in North America and Europe for a good four years. <laughs> Oh, five I just ideas. wanted to uh,
4: chime in for a bit and congratulate you on your two-on-three episode. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, I haven't been on lately because my job hours changed to six to two. Mm. So I sh- I need to get to bed soon. So that's why I can't be out very I, long. But, um,
1: I feel for you. Mm. <laughs>
4: I mean, that's I get to a, leave or work an hour earlier than I normally would, but I also have to go in an hour here. <laughs> but I'm blessings. used to waking up early anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just not to make sure I go to bed earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh Wild Arms there. 3. Well, that's a game. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's a game is Wild Arms 5 when the, one of the protagonists shouts... Here's your arm. <laughs> <laughs> that is a
2: that is a game, and that is a game whose ending I'm still
4: conflicted about. <laughs> I absolutely uh, hate four though because Um I think having to choose between moving and attacking is dumb. And the plots bananas. Like even for wild arm standards.
2: Yeah, four is loud, wow, that is saying wild, a lot. Four is a wild departure in basically. It, it's every
4: bananas, month. but at the same time it's also bland. <laughs>
2: Like it's not the fun kind of bananas, like Wild Arms too. I was just yeah, playing mashed
4: bananas. Yeah, it just makes sense, and it's done poorly. Yeah. Think think eighty division style Evangelion dub bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but yeah. But
2: uh, I've been a lot
4: lately. Uh, I beat Neo two tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's more or less more the same, but that's not a bad thing. But um, you even do some of the missions from the first game, or, or at least cross sections of those missions. You it's know, just you like here's
2: shit. some more content you like. You love content,
4: and and it's more or less both a prequel and a sequel because the game takes place about fifth, roughly fifty years before the events of the first game. But then by the end of the game, you. Line up with the timeline from that game, and William actually joins you in the last level of the game. That's pretty neat. I'm kind of just waiting for that. PS5 it ties up a loose end with the DLC storyline from the first game. I'm
2: kind of just waiting for the PS5 collection of Neo One and Two to go on sale, and then
4: I'll just snap it up. Finally, yeah, play. Um, so fun thing, funny thing is, I bought a 4K TV a year ago, mm-hmm. and. I didn't realize that I had to turn on ultra HD settings or the update made me do that because it didn't have to before, but Uh, settings got reset once that happened. so I thought I had gotten, they had bricked my 4k or something when they did the update. But, um, uh, so apparently I had to unplug the console because it wouldn't let me change the settings with it plugged in. That's weird. weird. And only the first two, Ports are capable of 4K uh, HDR. Okay. So if I, like, when the Switch Pro comes out, I'm going to have to probably get a new TV phone. Unless I want to <laughs> oh, play... We'll if to I discuss use the Switch Pro later. Oh, <laughs> uh, unless I want to play music the with Switch chairs, Pro, I, I don't. don't you
0: think they're going to call it New Switch? Uh, the the super, rumored
5: name
2: super
4: I heard was Super Switch. Okay. Yes. I, I the love that. The Super... Switch entertainment system <laughs> you know what go for it
3: yeah lean in
4: that would at Quite least be
3: like
2: like it would at least be like yes. people the last time yes. nintendo did a super anything it was like well that's clearly the successor
4: yeah but uh anyways um it's probably coming out but nintendo's taking their sweet time making the an announcement I mean, that's that's true of a lot of things. Uh, I'm not
1: that surprised. Because like they probably
4: wait till summer to announce a fall release.
1: Yeah. Honestly, if any console still has legs to it, it's probably going to be the Switch.
2: Yeah. yeah, the rumors say basically that they would release this, but that their intentions for the Switch right now are to continue supporting it for at least three years. So. Anyways,
4: uh, uh, back to the ECR. Right. Uh, Neo... Neo um, it's probably best played on the standard mode rather than the 4K or the 20 um, to 120 hertz mode because it's the most stable. Because there needs to be a patch in the future because there are some performance hitches occasionally, which aren't a big deal because they're not that frequent, but they are kind of glaring. It's more of a problem in that kind of game that's normally fast to begin with. But, well, like, as for 120 here, it's like, it'd probably be better served with VRR support, which apparently Sony is getting, but it baffled me be that they didn't support it from the big get-go.
2: Yeah, it's kind of been a consistent thing where, like... The and if people don't know what
4: VRR is, it. it's a uh, very low refresh rate.
2: Basically, your TV sort of compensates for your <laughs>
4: lowered frame rate in that mm-hmm. case. Well, the 120 is supposed to raise the frame rate, but it's... Yeah, it it reduces the workload on the CPU by being there
2: yeah just generally works out a little better you'll lose out on screen tearing as well that way so mm-hmm.
4: no, I can't take advantage of that though but I guess with VRR maybe 60 hertz will get rid of some of those hitches as well but um, I really like to see Wild Arms 3 through 4 get uh, proper HD release that would be nice
2: <laughs> I would like Sony to acknowledge the existence of the PS1 and PS2. Wouldn't that be fun?
4: Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, um... um... I also picked a Bravely Default 2. woo
3: Playing right now.
4: I'm, I'm still playing through 2nd, and I kind of want to take a put a buffer game or two in between that, because I don't want to bounce right into the next one. So I'm probably going to play more Super Mario 3D World and then Persona 5 Strikers... Uh, and maybe like a dragon because, because oh, yeah. um, it was on sale recently, and you can I think pick it up used for twenty six bucks on GameStop. Yeah,
2: no, it's it's not an expensive game. Although I think
4: it's still yeah, and, and and there's almost no point in getting the PS5 version at this point because I've got a Series X now, and yeah. it's much cheaper on that. And they aren't taking advantage of the PS5's feature set at all because there's no uh, adaptive trigger and haptic feedback functionality. Do you want to? those triggers? I turn them <laughs> off immediately all the time. But uh, they didn't like do much. It's just the game works better early, although, and has better load times. Yeah, But that's something the Series X version also does, so...
2: I don't feel like I missed out on much by just uh, playing the PS4 version on my
4: PS5. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. that's what I've been up to. And uh, I hope you have another 200 more episodes. <laughs> I'm
2: thank scared you, of what will look like at episode 400, but thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's another, what, five years? Probably. Well, You've My show really is 600
4: good. and so-and-so episodes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, 630. For those yeah.
1: And how long has that been going on?
4: Uh, a little over a decade now.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> time will kill us all. Stop time before it kills again.
4: I'm is that it?
1: old, you're old. Is it wheels? We need to get some. ff 20-year-old game. It's retro. Yes. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, and, Old. now, you're even <laughs> oh, older, and uh, now you're even older, uh, and
4: now you're even older. Yeah. as for other things I've been doing, I've been going down the Ben 10 hole. Ben 10? Because I'm Man. bored. Aren't we all, though? Yeah.
2: <laughs> also, I just want to start out by saying that I appreciate that uh, this game starts out with, like, a freaking like, Wild West Town getting its... Uh, everything stolen by what appear to be goblins.
4: <laughs> yeah, is this Wild West or fantasy?
2: <laughs> and the answer is
4: yes.
0: Did they really name her Virginia? Yeah, Virginia Maxwell.
1: Yeah, in well, Wild Arms Three. Yeah, yeah, Ginny.
4: Anyways, uh, we will see you guys later. Bye. Okay. Yeah, well, always good for to, to you, by. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: Means like Virginia is like the most old western name they could give her. It's true. It's
2: very true. They they evidently would have went looking for like old West, like these all these characters have very like old westy styled names. Except for Jet. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be the odd one out.
0: <laughs> Listen, I've been raised on JRPGs. I expect weird names. And Virginia threw me for a loop, all right? You yeah, got Virginia Maxwell, Jet Enduro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he's the odd one out,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh I forget it's like Gallows something or other.
0: Mm-hmm. Gallows Hangman. Gallows
2: Caradine? Something like that. Can I change yeah. his name to Gallows Hangman? No, because oh, you can only change his first name.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> unfortunate. And Clive, something like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh Let's see what we got. Uh Clive Winslet.
0: Clive Barker?
2: No. Yeah, Wild Arms 3 is great. I'm glad you're playing it. Um, also, uses uh, the cell shading to really make the characters pop, which I appreciate. Um,
0: but, yeah, uh, so. Should who's, probably hit what we Uh Why don't you save me for last? <laughs>
3: okay, because you've got a lot to
0: say. I have a lot to say. <laughs> okay, so uh,
2: how, about, how about you, uh, esteemed guest?
3: Ooh, I'm esteemed. Well... I didn't say I what kind playing... of esteem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been playing anything on Steam, but uh, I've been switching it up lately. My oh. son... Oh. Is that joke going to get too old? We're already three, three years old now?
2: It is four years old now,
3: as of... Oh, uh, today. Today? Oh, wow. wow. Well, maybe later we can super switch it up. But... Uh. I have been playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Nice. Uh, there are a ridiculous amount of side missions in that game, uh, as all the Muso, you know, there's always stuff to do. Yeah, there's always uh, stuff to do. Yeah, my kid. I think we're up to the main battle 18 now. Usually, my two kids start off, and then about halfway through, uh, the young one realizes there's no way he's going to finish this off, so hands it to me and. We'll do a story battle every couple days. And then usually at night I will sit and go through all the side content and it quickly became, I can't do all the side content. You you know, we do one main battle and like 20 things open up. It's like, wow, geez.
0: (laughs) I finally convinced my son to play that with me today and he was bored after about 10 minutes.
3: Oh no. My kids will play like 40 minute missions. Mainly it's 40 minutes because that's how long it takes them to walk around and figure out what they're doing. <laughs> the four-year-old just, you know, just walks around, and attacks, whatever. My seven-year-old will actually go to the right place. He can read the map and see what it's telling him to do. And it's it's usually that one that's like, Daddy, oh my gosh, grab the other controller. Time's <laughs> running out. They learn the hard way that they need to call me before there's like one or two minutes left in a mission. <laughs> But, I, wasn't, uh,
2: that, I wasn't fully paying attention. What game is this? <laughs> Hyrule Warriors Age of oh, Calamity. Oh, Age
3: of Calamity. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Kind of hard to turn the tide in the last two minutes on that.
3: Oh, yeah. I'll say most of the story missions don't have a timer on them. But the a lot, a lot of the side missions do. It's, you know, kill a thousand enemies in five minutes or mm. take out four large enemies in three minutes or something like that. So, aside from that, I got bravely default 2, and I've already sunk about a dozen hours into it. Nice, I'm glad um, you're having fun. I am. I am. Uh, I was telling somebody else the other day, like, "Oh, what's so good about it?" And I'm like, you know, I think it's just the fact that it's it, it's almost like the prototypical, and I get not prototypical, but like if somebody wanted to know what a JRPG is like, that's what it's like. You'd pull up archetypal. something that looks, archetypal. Yep. Yeah, archetypal There you go. That that's what it is. Is it doing any one thing super amazingly different from any other game? Well, I'm searching for four crystals, so you know, no, not there. Nope. Um, You know, the battle system is bravely default battle system. Uh, it's changed up to be, you know, instead of pick all your commands and let the entire round take place, it's one by one. But I mean, even Dragon Quest eleven went that way, mm-hmm. and Many games are that way in turn-based. So, I mean... But it's just... Everything seems done really well. I love all the accessibility stuff. There's a marker on, like, everything. Main quest, the marker's always there. Um, I can get up to three different side quest markers going at the same time. Before (laughs) it's like, nope, we're not going to put five arrows on your screen. We'll put four, but not five.
2: Um, Let's be reasonable here.
3: Yeah. Uh, So those are all great. Um, I've even been letting the computer kind of take over my item management because there's a weight skill that you gotta worry about. You know, can't have them overburdened. You can't always have the best helmet, the best armor, the best weapon. So, you know, I played around with that a little bit, and then I was like, you know, I gotta... And it's hard to tell. I I will say that's one weakness of it, is it's hard to tell that, like, if I'm putting this new helmet on, will it really be that much better? Or if Hmm. I took off these this armor and swapped it for that and then there's there's a little bit too many options Mm. so i just hit x and let it go and if i don't like that i'll switch one or two things so
2: it's a minor choice paralysis but
3: yeah yeah it's like oh my gosh i have so many things i like how it right away it uh tells you which weapons are best for your class it'll show you right away like hey this is your s ranked weapon for this class you know you should be using this or don't mm. use that. Um, and I just found the B&D card game.
2: Collectible oh, card no.
3: game. Get the hints. Yeah. It's like Othello, but uh, with cards. Mm-hmm. And the monster cards have a little... Oh, I think you play You play it on a five... You, you got to take over spaces on a five-by-five five grid. You play okay. a card, you flip it over... The other person plays a card. They can negate some of your spaces they got, and if they trap it between two of their colors, they take them over. Sounds um, like triple triad.
1: I was going to say like tetramaster too, but yeah, it's the next evolution.
0: The next evolution. Oh, why, <laughs> why,
1: why? But yeah, triple triad is three by three. Tetramaster is four by four. This one's five by five. So what do we call oh, it? Oh, there we
3: go. There we go. So I'm, I'm currently fighting an optional asterisk holder because I could. It was and they wanted to play cards. I was like, yes, yes, I'll play cards for your asterisk. I would sooner play spear break. <laughs> but it, it, I, I enjoy it. it. It is really good. Um, one of my co-hosts from uh, the Slime Time side quest episode, usually every year we try to compete against each other with a game, but mm-hmm. he ordered bravely default too, and like the 99 day shipping option from Amazon or something. So <laughs> we decided to double down this year. We're going to play bravely default and Yakuza like a dragon.
0: Nice. See who can
3: roll credits on both of them. So he started, he started Yakuza this weekend. I started bravely default, but I think I will uh, add that to my rotation
2: this weekend no, this, this reminds me of like the horrible uh, bets that uh, predate this uh, podcast that me and Wheels used to get into where uh, uh, I had a lot more free time so I would proclaim that I would finish a game uh, I would finish like eight games before Wheels could finish one you I'm usually sure did. any of those bets actually successfully concluded because both of us have horrible attention spans for games
5: but
3: well, yes, this is our fourth attempt. We started uh Trails in the Sky back in 2017 and <laughs> I finished it. You did uh, eventually do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did that one in about two months. Um, and my buddy Angus took about a year and a half. We'd kind of already moved past that, so then what did we do the next year? We did In. I bounced off it actually, and huh. He went on to get all one hundred and eight people in both one and two back to back. Just played hundreds of I hours Sweetden.
2: And got One's not even very long, I'm surprised.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I... was there a village it, that guess. gets burned down? Yeah. Yep, yeah, that that's where I, I, I was done after that. I don't I may have lost my place or maybe there's somewhere where the water was getting poisoned. I don't know. The great, Something the great, thing great about shiny that is, might have come out, too.
2: The great thing about that is that that game's only 15 hours long, so I was going to say that's like five hours in, but that's still a third of the game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I should go back and finish that. Then, uh, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, we tried Romancing Saga 2. None of us <laughs> had done any of those. Oh, boy. And, uh, Michael, I followed your guide for, you know, what you could actually follow it for. Um, which is almost the entire game. It just yeah, doesn't have that yeah. little ton of stuff. I I'm, I think I was just I was going round and round and not making a lot of progress. <laughs> That's a normal feeling for the middle of that game. Yep. And so last year I bounced off that one too. After about twenty five hours, I was like, Oh my gosh, I've got twenty five hours into this and I feel like I have nothing to show. <laughs> but uh That's your saga. I, Uh, On the plus side, you
1: could restart it with new game plus and begin with a heck ton more stats. Oh, yeah.
3: So but my buddy did end up finishing that at Christmas. It took him 13 months. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't have a good track record here of anything. (laughs) <laughs> so we let's decided think. what the heck let's do double down this year and
2: if neither of you finishes like a dragon i will be deeply ashamed of you both
3: <laughs> well that's the thing we, this time we decided okay let's not pick up a brand new series to us although we're picking up yakuza um, but we both like bravely <laughs> default and, and we've both wanted yakuza for a while so <laughs> we're like okay these are games that we know we probably will very much like and <laughs>
2: i spent forever in yakuza picking up the equivalent of mini medals, and then realized i never actually thought to trade them for anything
3: (laughs) (laughs) i just collected as many of them as i could find and just sort of sat on them oh so we'll see i even played around today with a graphic trying to make it say uh bravely yakuza like a default (laughs) wow I think that's Uh, what happened
1: to Kazuma's orphanage in Okinawa. Wow. Dark. Defaulted? (laughs) Defaulted.
2: (laughs) I will not spoil what happened to the orphanage.
1: I have no idea because I've never actually played those games. It just felt like the most obvious place to put in a bankruptcy joke. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of places just sort of go bankrupt over the course of Yakuza, but yeah, that's that's a dark (laughs) one. Um... Let's see, so that's uh, so Age of Calamity. You've been playing much, and Bravely Default too. You played much else, or
3: that—that's been it for probably a couple weeks now.
2: My uh, my play has been much stupider than that. Um, <laughs> let's uh. see, uh, so more more judgment. Still not quite done with that because it's a very large game. <laughs> uh but uh, I won't go into too much more detail than that because at this stage I'm, I'm literally just running around doing everything and then each time I finish a plot section, I go in and uh, do some more of that. Um, uh, I, I go and do whatever has opened up, so it'll be just some random new thing. Uh, what, oh, heavens.
0: Someone me some... <laughs> oh,
2: my
5: God. <laughs> well... Hmm. Well, well, wasn't ready for happens.
2: that. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been uh, packing away at Judgment. Just about done with that. Uh, and then after, uh, other than that, uh, some Strikers, of course, because Strikers is good. Been enjoying that. Uh-huh and what else uh oh yeah i first oh oh no i I remember exactly why i decided to do this i was about to say i for some reason but i did there was a method to this not re to absolute madness that was the fact that i uh booted up dirge of cerberus final fantasy 7 why 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 Why? Why? Because Why? one of its characters was shown in the trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake integrated. I
3: know, but you can... And that's all it took?
1: <laughs> and sometimes you just have to see for yourself. The and I the mean, absur- the, dump- yeah, the dumpster like... fires are so much prettier from a medium distance.
2: And and it turns out that the game is bad. It's not as bad as its reputation. It's still not worth playing, (laughs) but it does have one of the most baffling scenes I've ever seen in a game. Pretty much right at the beginning where right after you finish the first mission, you get, you meet up with Reeve who uh, Eagle eyed FF seven fans might remember as the guy who pilots catchy. And then you see him get shot. And as Vincent runs up to check on him, his body falls apart and it turns out that Reeve here was a costume containing a tiny cat robot.
5: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> yes, I remember that. And I got lost in that description. <laughs> legitimately baffling. At what point he was like, I need to I, I need to go out and act as like a shinra operative but i would rather be controlling the cat so i'm just going to do that instead it's uh it's not an amazing game but it is funny sometimes
0: uh i will probably play a bit more of it uh, i remember it being a very bad shooter and a very bad action game it is not a great shooter it's not as bad as its reputation True. Is the
2: point I would make. It's I've that like there. its reputation is that it's one of the worst shooters on the PS two and it's it's not even close. Um kill zone exists on that system. Wow. wow. Fighting words, but not even ones I would disagree with. Um <laughs> That's not a great shooter. Uh Gorilla's other PS two game, Shell Shock Nom sixty seven, might actually be worse. Mm. Um some other ones that are on there that's just like, oh these are These are real real bad. Uh, How
0: how did that company make Horizon? Uh, That's a totally different subject, though.
2: uh, The answer is years and years of being allowed to continue, despite all evidence that maybe they shouldn't. (laughs) Uh, Just so many kill zones. So many. They finally stopped once, like, Sony stopped caring about having an answer to Halo. Um, But... Yeah, so Dirge Cerberus, and for for the fun of it, I also threw in, uh, I, I threw into uh, my my very legitimate uh, ISO was thrown into PCSX2 of Samurai Legend Musashi because I love Brave Fencer Musashi, never played more than the demo of Samurai Legend, which seems extremely bad, and then I find out that it actually emulates quite poorly. <laughs> Ooh, uh, There's something to do with the particle effects that causes it to just like flash horrible colors on the screen quite often yes. so that gets shunted to the probably won't play again um, <laughs> yeah um, so yeah that's that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I've been playing uh, a, an even mix of things that are good and new or newish and uh, things that are extremely old and known for their low quality so, kind of my my entire uh, philosophy as a whole. <laughs>
5: uh,
2: I guess that leaves us to Wheels, who apparently has a lot to
0: say. <laughs> well, let's see. I played Persona 5 uh, yesterday for five hours, somehow. Whoa. Which uh, is incredible time to be putting in when you're on dad hours. Yes, dad yeah. hours, work hours. Oh yeah. Uh Yeah, I'm hooked. Uh it's it's on a tra- trajectory at this point to surpass Persona 4 as my favorite in the series. Uh absolutely love the cast. Uh got through the last dungeon so fast. I had an entire month to just like mess around. Uh yeah, I am hooked. Hooked, hooked, hooked. Already making plans to play the two spinoffs once they finish this. So, yeah. Uh, What's the other spinoff that you're saying? Q2. What?
3: You're not going to dance? That doesn't even have a plot. (laughs) That doesn't count.
2: (laughs) To be fair, listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack's really good. But, uh, and also maybe look up some gifs of some of the dancing in it because
5: <laughs>
2: the costumes uh, are great the costumes are good uh, now that you know this character I can say that it's incredibly funny like the, the Futaba dancing animations are incredibly funny because she's terrible oh yes <laughs> I was like I, I first saw that gif alongside a freaking screenshot of an old Chan post where someone was talking about going to a club for the first time and having no idea how to dance, so they sat around. So they stood around and did reloading animations from all first-person shooters, and it uh, it made sense. So- it, it fit. <laughs> it fit the dance that she was attempting to do in that. So. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, it has uh, it has some great uh, remixes. Maybe look up some video of some of the dancing and then don't necessarily bother because it's not a great rhythm game does she ever
3: wear the mask while dancing
2: that's probably one of her costumes
3: oh, Nice. there's a lot of accessories you can put on anybody
2: but uh yeah um uh, I, ju- I just appreciate the uh, capacity of like you know everyone has to dance but not everyone has to be good at it <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this uh this uh this revelation fills my heart with uh glee as someone who uh adores Persona five and is uh glad to finally have uh have my
0: longtime friend and co host playing it. <laughs> yes, it took it took obviously way too long, but there were some issues with the original release that I think I'm not the Real, only one that bounces off. Nicely of. moves over, yeah. And I probably would have gotten into it last year if not for a certain remake coming out at around the same time. <laughs>
2: I was, uh, I was in self quarantine when both of those were out, so I had every excuse to just do those. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, it's all good now. Um, what else was going to say? I absolutely love the dungeons in the game. They're so good. They're like uh, I could never go back
2: to them doing just randomly generated dungeons again. Yeah.
0: I had no problem with the randomly generated dungeons at the time, but
2: uh, when you've got like these really nicely crafted ones, you suddenly it's like, oh no, I I need these now. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're really good. Uh, but let's see, what else have I been playing at the same time? Uh, I briefly, I said this before stream. Briefly fired up. Or maybe it was on stream, I don't know. I briefly fired up Persona Q. It
2: was on stream, uh, but it's
0: fine. Uh and it bounced I don't want to say completely bounced off it. It's just been a while been a while since I played that game, so it was weird to go from Persona 5's mechanics to basically Etrian Odyssey. With mm-hmm. some
2: like minor adjustments. Yeah. Uh
0: but mostly it was like, oh, I my party is the made up of the cast of Persona 4 and all the Persona 3 cast is severely underleveled. No wonder I stopped playing this game. (laughs) It doesn't help that like... As is often a
2: problem with crossover games and Persona spin-offs, that game really flattens out every character. That was what I was worried about with Strikers, was that yeah. they would just flatten everyone out. It doesn't seem uh, thus far that that has become the case, which I'm very glad for. But, like, it it's it fair to say I remember, like, the, the joke was that, like, say, Akihiko from 3, his entire personality has been flattened out to... The existence of his friend Shinjiro, and uh, have you considered the concept of training and protein? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's funny once, and then you have to hang an entire game of character interactions off it, and there's only so much you can do.
0: I guess. I mean, I'm I'm not really that much there for the character interaction anyway. I like the done... (laughs) Getting a party. You of... just want more Etrian at this stage, and you'll take it. In yes. And you can get him? yes. Well, sort of. I want Etrian with a party of my favorite Persona characters. Just like more, more exploring with characters that I was very sad to leave behind at the end of four, and I thought three, but I mean, I I didn't hate three. I just I don't no know. real desire to see that cast again. No. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like uh, I have no problem with three. I very much enjoyed playing it. Uh, but yeah, do not care to see more of any of those characters. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to to five, where I can make you know parties of mashup of the cast of four and five that should Persona Q two, yeah, new cinema labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to. I'd like to beat Q one at some point, but. I think at this at this stage, it's going to go on the back burner for after Q two. God, I sound like I'm at a company meeting talking about quarterly earnings <laughs> or something. Our Persona Q one
2: uh, is <laughs> the down. Quarter is
3: much border. better than the first.
2: Yeah, but it's down for this quarter, we're gonna we're gonna put that project on ice while we pursue the more promising <laughs> Persona Q two project.
0: Uh, but yeah, the, the plans to, I, I want to finish Persona 5 before Monster Hunter comes out, and that seems to be on track at this point.
2: Yeah, if you keep at this pace, yeah. that's possible. Uh, it also depends on if you successfully unlock the bonus dungeon, which I think does elevate the game, but at the same time, like if you don't do it,
0: you'll end up shaving probably 10, 15 hours off. Uh, well, we'll see, but... Uh, the other game I wanted to finish before that is Dragon Quest Seven. Yay! I am now in. I have unlocked, quote unquote, the final um, island, continent, area, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's the last one, and then all the colored pieces are will be in in the map. Everything will be saved back in the present and I'll finally be able to move on to whatever the next stage in the game is. Hmm. Uh, but the one I'm on now is uh, some cursed kingdom where when kids are born they turn into monsters on the first full moon. Seems like a problem. Yeah. yeah. And there's some uh, captain dude who was fighting the demon king or something. Uh, Yeah. I was hoping that would be a quick one, but uh, not so sure. The one I just did before that was pretty quick, where what the heck was it? You you come to a village that's dealing with uh, a priest. They, um, supposedly, a monster has killed their priest and is hanging out in like their church, and they're trying to figure out what to deal with them, and surprise, surprise, it's pretty much telegraphed that, no, that's the actual priest who's been turned into a monster, and You'd think you'd be used to that, given that you've seen how other things turn into monsters, but... Yeah. yeah, It's like, Priest made a deal with like that to protect the villagers, and then they almost kill him. And feel bad about it, make a statue for him, come to the present. Oh no, they changed, changed the story somewhere in their history, so it didn't seem like the villagers nearly killed him. If the children find out the truth, then it seems like they'll tell the true story going forward or something. You know? uh, though Some of, I'd say, less interesting than some of the other recent stories I've hit in Dragon Quest Seven, but I also feel like I'm kind of rushing through these final stories to, at this point because I'm ready for whatever major things are going to happen next so uh maybe it's more interesting than i'm giving credit for i don't know
3: it's a slow 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 burn yeah
0: and at this uh, i've been pretty patient with the game but i think at this point i'm ready for some cool stuff so <laughs> we'll see get some closure in there
3: yes yeah, you're only 20-30 hours away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, he's playing uh, the 3DS version. It's a lot shorter than that.
3: You're like 15-20 hours away. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all shorter and, re- and relatively, you know. But yeah, there's still there's still a bunch that goes on after you finish all the pedestals. No, yeah, but the the
1: effective second half of the game is definitely not an equal half. No, no
3: and
0: I would hope so, considering I've already put in seventy-two hours.
3: Oh, jeez.
1: Yep. I'm pretty sure I beat it in eighty something. So, long game.
0: Uh let's see. Have you played anything else? Um, I've been meaning to do this for ages, and I fired up. Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse. Oh man, again, that's a good one. I think I'd done so a few months ago, and then kind of just got distracted by other things. Uh, but while I am in a persona-induced Shin Megami Tensei mood, I am going to try and knock a few other games in the series off my list. So Apocalypse, anyway. you got other ones intenting um, waiting in the Devil Survivor, uh, the Devil Survivor 3DS remake, which I never got around to. Overclocked? Yep. Nice. Um, Obviously not a a game. I absolutely love the original. It just was a matter of, well, I've already played this game. These were released very close together. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: Unlike uh, Devil Survivor 2 and Record Breaker, which were
0: intended to be close together and ended up being like four years apart. Yeah. Uh, I lucked out with the first Devil Survivor because I did not play it until the 3DS remake, so I got the best version from the get go, which was nice. So, uh, those games are great. I have I have a question uh, yeah. since I said we should just bring our own questions to this that will allow more talk on Devil Survivor. But uh, <laughs> do we want to tackle some actual questions from people first? We should probably hit at least the Dragon Quest related ones.
3: Yes definitely do those i got notes on those i can go quickly Sweet.
2: oh then it's time
3: all right fire miner what do you do give us seven i think there's also another
2: one that's specific to the 200th episode so we'll probably have to hit that as well
3: oh yeah i did see that you want to read the question or do you want me to uh it's fine go for it all right. So there was a first one, Fire Miner shot off for Dragon Quest related. Is there anything with story, character, quality of life, etc., in particular, that you would like to see with a hypothetical MMO sequel to Dragon Quest 10? Um, <laughs> now, I did play through version one um, right when quarantine started. I sat down, gave it 40 hours, used a guide, used Google Translate, and. Um, never really done that long in any mmo before not an mmo player uh, it was i appreciated being able to rent other people <laughs> um not not always have to have someone right there playing with me at the same time uh i think the biggest thing i'd appreciate is the english language being included yeah that would be a good quality of life improvement <laughs> big quality of life upgrade there language <laughs> yep. i can read uh, not being called platy shit would be great, or platinum Seriously? shit. <laughs> that's how that's how Google Translate change, uh translated my name every now and then. Oh, lovely! I, I found the platinum jewel slime.
5: Yeah,
3: uh, name written in uh, was it kanji or hiragana or whatever? And I put that, that in as yeah katakana, and I put it in as my name, but I couldn't get the la- the the limit. I was at the limit. So it always translated me as platinum something. And sometimes it was just platinum shit.
2: <laughs> wow. I can't believe Google's taking a task like this.
3: Yep. I was like, wow. You know, I just beat the game. Platinum shit beat the game. I don't know why you're calling me that still. Google um,
2: needs an attitude adjustment.
3: Yep. Consulting with uh, people who had actually played the game for a, uh, Hundreds of hours. Really, the only kind of answer I got was better equipment and item management.
2: Oh, I would imagine it's still trying to use, like, Dragon Quest style, which does not work with the kind of MMO game loop, I would imagine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I could only carry 30 things. I was always dropping stuff off, and God knows. I don't know what I was dropping off, but... (laughs) You sure weren't using it. I surely
0: was not. I've got a good quality-in-life improvement they could make. What? Uh, take that team and make a remaster of Dragon Quest Nine instead. Why wouldn't yes. you
2: just ask them to make a version of Dragon Quest Ten that we played offline?
0: Or that? I don't like MMOs. <laughs> and not no. I, I I don't want to say like not because they're like massively multiplayer games. Even it's just they all seem to have one idea of how to do things and I don't much care for that.
3: <laughs> I, I feel my time for this has passed anyway. I've got two kids. People are yeah. always bar- barging in. I cannot schedule a time except here at midnight and uh, be reasonably sure that I am free to do that for any amount of time. You
2: know, so. I, got
3: the,
2: I got the impression that CQ 10 did not do the numbers that they wanted it to so I'm kind of suspicious about the idea of them doing a sequel as an MMO
3: I mean mean, they keep going through versions so why have a sequel yet? They're giving it
0: Yep Dragon Quest 9 with online multiplayer or a game like Dragon Quest 9 with online multiplayer to me would be better than an MMO (laughs) Oh yeah yes
2: that's also much more uh, essentially customizable uh, in terms of how much do I want to engage with other people playing Dragon Quest.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to ex- engage with this platinum shit, man. <laughs>
3: nope. <laughs> Luckily, nobody walked up and talked to me. So. Oh, yeah.
0: well, Tam is making a bunch of comments yeah. in our chats, by the way, including helping me with play Wild Arms three. <laughs> yeah. Uh... See you, Tam.
1: So, yeah, Matt, all you need to do now is get a golden throne to go with the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, porcel- a, a porcelain tower with an with a golden throne. Yes. Can I have an ivory tower?
3: No, porcelain.
1: <laughs> Fits the joke better.
3: Yeah, yeah. So true. All right, so moving on here, could, since Wheels, you brought up DQ9. Uh, Fireminer asked, did Dragon Quest IX leave any cultural impact like three or five that seems more Uh, like something that gaijin would know that's exactly (laughs) what my first note was michael would know better
1: (laughs) well i mean it's dragon quest Uh, i don't get
2: the impression that it left specific like things that you would call back to as dq9 ish but maybe that's just me
1: it's harder to say just because um, I mean, Dragon Quest Nine was very successful because it managed to be such a Dragon Quest game.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Incredibly
2: Dragon Quest, and also incredibly on the DS. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: Um, I mean, it paved I the mean, way for Street Pass. Yeah, true. not necessarily um, a cultural impact. I mean,
1: it, it did do Street Pass better than a lot of previous games. Um, a lot of 3DS games, too. <laughs> that's
2: it. Um, well, it,
3: This was the inspiration I mean,
1: behind Street Pass. But I mean, the the main things that made it stand out were the treasure hunts and the fairy, with the fairy oh, being the Stella. reason why it got review bombed on the before <laughs> it was released.
2: And they hated that for some reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 only only a very specific subset of the fandom, which I mean, this is Japan; it's a fandom of millions. Yeah. So you're going to
3: have some idiots in there. The nature of fandom, really. Yeah. Well, also that that goes really great with number six uh the most controversial change to any dragon quest series in history that time that
2: they were threatening to make it an action rpg and people essentially rioted
3: <laughs> yep
1: i mean they, they weren't really threatening they were just like oh this would be cool this is this awesome they I showed it that. like they, did they, show. they
3: showed it yeah there's videos out there of this yeah. as an action rpg
2: I describe it as a threat not because they didn't like seem to have plans to actually do it so much as because the way people responded to it was like they had been threatened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this it's probably part of what led to the review bombing for the fairy.
2: People had like, people like were already gentlemen. pissed off about
1: the potential for it having it be an action game.
3: Yeah. We got over this hurdle only to have this fairy thrust upon us. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this was, like, uh, one of those things that, like, I think they only ever showed it once looking like that.
3: Oh, I, I think there's only one trailer out there. Yeah, like, there's a, one trailer
2: where it looks like that, and the response was so venomous that they just never even approached that idea again. <laughs> it's, like, the literal polar opposite of Yakuza, like a dragon.
3: I was gonna say, that. that's exactly what I started thinking. I was like, okay, but they did that, too, but had positive.
2: They they did the opposite where they made a joke about turning it into a turn based game and the expected the response to be ha ha don't do that and instead the response was man but that looks cool. <laughs> 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 so, it's just the just truly polar opposites, but yeah man that was a wild <laughs> like. Of course the response in the US was at the time like, oh, maybe I'll play Dragon Quest now because people were so (laughs) like like, because the prevailing wisdom among most anyone who wasn't already into Dragon Quest was Dragon Quest is stuffy and boring and needs to change. So
3: the prevailing wisdom when Seth Green came on the commercials. Oh god. I remember that.
2: I remember that too. Uh, but yeah so that's that's easily like there's a reason that controversial things don't happen in dragon quest because if they tried it they have things like that happen
0: so yep. that's what final fantasy for that's where you do the weird stuff yeah, yeah final
2: fantasy is for doing just some real wild shit That'll, yeah
5: yeah, yeah, awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm looking at this, and this is a very different-looking... Like, you can see so much of what's in the final game in here somewhere, but, like, this is also just very different game just by this change. Mm-hmm. Someone probably, like, I mean, spent a long time pitching this out and prototyping it to, like, try to convince higher-ups that they should try doing this. And then, like, the second that someone actually saw it, they were like, No! Absolutely never again.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the only other controversial thing would be making Dragon Quest Ten an MMO, but, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy had already done that before, so <laughs> number an MMO game, that's all right. We don't speak of
0: FF11 on this show.
3: I it didn't speak like of it, you did. I was
1: going to say, I don't speak of it because I never played it. Good choice.
0: I've There's never also that.
1: It, but I mean, also, <laughs> also notable for being one of the last games active on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I think in Japan that's one of the last released
2: PS2 games, like the last expansion of that.
0: Yeah. I have the hard drive from that in my PS2.
2: And you can use that to mostly just load games onto it.
0: Yes. <laughs> so it worked out in the end. Got better use out of it. (laughs) Better, faster, stronger.
2: Uh, And that hard drive is completely incompatible with the second PS2 model. Yep. What were you going to say, Mr. Platy?
3: No Platinum shit?
2: (laughs) I'm never going to let you live that down now.
3: No, no. I've got got pictures on my phone of that. Like, (laughs) shh. Thank you, Google Translate, for that great memory. But um, before we were getting into Final Fantasy, I mean, I think this goes... Again, his questions kind of... As long as I read them out of order, they have a very nice flow to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number seven for him was, There are there hardcore Dragon Quest fans in Japan? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think reference the previous... Huh. <laughs> one where there were
2: yeah uh, i can understand mad. the question of like what uh what the proportion is of hardcore dragon quest fans versus like just people who Correct. have played dragon quest because you've all you've all played dragon quest
1: yeah but there are yeah. enough of them
2: yeah mm-hmm. they and make themselves a- known
1: <laughs> there's a very active cosplay community there is luida's bar is still open in tokyo okay so there we go influence from Dr- from dragon quest nine right there oh
3: yeah that's very specific yep. to nine
1: The bar is still there.
3: Yep. Uh, When we had uh, my Slime Time co-host on Liam, when we uh, did a co-op episode, what, a couple months, a few months back, and he was talking about that, he messaged me another day and said that he was just out with somebody he had met um, through Dragon Quest groups that was living nearby where he is in Japan now. And he's like, they were out at a bar somewhere chatting whatever and they somehow got on the topic of dragon quest and the way that the overture has changed throughout the series mm. and they were humming along and two guys at a table next to them were like oh hey and walked over and they all just sat around humming dragon quest overtures oh for hours God. so
1: yeah
2: yeah so I mean, that's what you do when you get a salary man drunk
3: there you go yeah.
1: hey i'm I know I've shared this one before, but I still remember one of this one movie I saw over New Year's, a few years back, it was a police procedural, one of the big police series drama, drama series yeah. in this country. And there was one scene at a, like a high society function with, um, where you have the string quartet playing something in the background. And in any American movie, they'd be probably playing something by Chopin or Mozart. And in Jep in Japan, they were playing the, uh, Overture, Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I
2: just, I'm just gonna briefly comment on what's happening on the stream because just watching wheels ram headlong into the same trap like 60 times. Oh, that that's boy. been going on for a while. Was just <laughs> beautiful. Uh, <laughs> just like it's it's just like watching. Uh, uh, the only thing I can compare it to is the the Simpsons joke where like. Bart is put in front of like a, an electrified uh, cupcake oh. and he just keeps touching it <laughs> <laughs> just over and over. Maybe
3: one time it won't be. This time will be different. Uh, I, I found an article today because I remembered this and I, I Googled it to look it back up. Um, about eight years ago, there was a man that... Through a couple different articles on a couple different sites. Uh, A man who believed his divorce was uh, caused by too much time in Dragon Quest X. That's kind of
1: understandable because it's, again,
3: online RPG. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he might not even be wrong. There are hardcore fans over there.
1: I mean, in a world where you have legitimate cases where people killed each other over rare items in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In real life, killed each other over rare items in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's
2: see, and I guess that drags us down down to last couple questions. Did you have a particular order you wanted to take these in?
5: These
3: these do not flow as nicely, so go yeah. in any order you'd like. <laughs> eh, let's just go in the numerical one. Is builders Free a given? No. Yeah. If, I mean, the director's like if, gone. Oh that's true. Kai Kai Zuya Nenu Uh he said and he flat out said he was burnt out doing Dragon Quest Builders too. Well, and you know uh, I, I read and that Eagle? and that may be it. I I I'll tell you what I was burnt out playing your stupid Moonbrook chapter and that damn Skelcatraz area so Dragon I get Quest it. Plus
2: 2 makes hold of us all. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But I mean, it it doesn't mean that somebody else can't come in and do it. You know, there's hundreds of people that work on that game.
2: Yeah, it but, just becomes a question of like, does anyone else have it. like the push, have have it in them to push for it to happen? Because mm-hmm. like, it'll, it'll, it would sell certainly. But I mean, Dragon Quest spinoffs sell. So if you want to pitch a different Dragon Quest spinoff, you can probably sell Square on that as long as it's not too out there.
3: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they, they go through spinoffs. You had Swords, which got a one off. You've had two heroes. You've had three rocket slimes. You've had four mystery dungeons. And pretty much all of those look like they're done. Yeah. They happen.
0: I want more mystery dungeons.
3: I mean, there have been
2: long gaps between
3: mystery dungeon
2: ones. So, I mean, never say never, but.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yangus was on the PS2. Yeah. So I think we're. The Mysterious Adventures
0: of Silvando. It writes
3: itself. Oh, that would be great. I'd play it. Now, speaking of Mystery Dungeon, the uh, third game's Game Boy Advance is getting fan version is getting fan translated. I had a uh, lovely gentleman from Jolly Old England on Slime Time last week, a former professional wrestler <laughs> what? in England. Yes, That's awesome. I, he just kind of like casually dropped that too. In the intro, we were talking about it. He's like, "Ah, you know, when I stopped being a professional wrestler, I just started hanging at the markets on the weekends and looking through the used games. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Dragon Quest. Let me get some of these. I think it was like how you got into it. And He was just, that just rolled off his tongue. And since then, we've looked up his stats and found a YouTube video of him teaching a dwarf how to do his battle cry. That's powerful. <laughs>
2: it was great. Also, uh, to answer a question in the chat, uh, Caravan Heart is Monsters 3.
3: Correct. Yes. Not
2: uh, not the third mystery dungeon. It is not.
3: No, Caravan Heart. It did get the translation. I played yeah. that the day it popped up on uh, Realm Hacking or whatever it did. I liked it. I've beaten it, it twice. Game.
1: Yeah.
3: It is different and it is just fine because of that.
1: It's the only <laughs> Dragon Quest Monsters game where you collect humans. Correct. what is a human but a monster yeah the the humans are the people in the caravan the monsters are pulling the caravan cars
3: (laughs) yeah you've got three monsters at any given time period yeah and And
1: the monsters
3: upgrade um and
1: change forms uh, according Mm -hmm. to uh what, what was her name in english the uh young priestess from all trades abbey oh i don't know Basically, the character wow. from Dragon Quest Seven in a junior version, who is oh, still yeah. human, job transfers. So she gets sucked into the game, and uh, she's doing it for monsters instead. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you Kiefer's collect parts your monsters in the game, and then you you uh, swap them into
3: your player or your party monsters to change their forms. Yeah, uh, there's so many fans out there that don't even give that one a time of day. Yeah. Hey, there's... I reviewed it. I mean, it was fun. It was just like kind
1: of like, oh, wait a moment. This is actually the Dragon Quest 2 map for some reason, isn't it? It sure is. Yep. Except for the addition of the Slime Paradise Island. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you almost always have that. The, uh, the hunger mechanic is the thing that gets people right away on that game and they nope out. Because kind of like with a mystery dungeon game, when you're walking across the overworld, you got to feed your monsters. And at the beginning of the game, it's like one gold for every one step you take or or for every one piece of monster food. And that's every like one or two steps. And you're starting off fighting slime, getting three and four gold a battle or something like that. So at the beginning, a little bit, it's rough, but... I said I've played all the way through it a couple times and done a lot of the post game, and that that just it does it becomes negligible after a while.
1: It's just rough going at
3: first. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, once you learn spells and you know at certain point in games, a lot of times money just becomes you can spend thousands and it's no big deal. So worthwhile fans out there (laughs) but yeah that builders three not a given it'd be awesome though
2: yeah just uh two was such an upgrade
3: over after one uh so moving through the list besides the slime which uh dragon quest monster is merchandise the most
0: Huh.
3: I feel like you kind of got to go in a couple ways here. The Teeny Sanguini has become big. <laughs> I see that everywhere. I, I remember when Nine came out, the the pink
1: thing with bat wings, that was named that's, based on the flying squirrel. That one was pretty popular for
3: a while. Yep, and, and that's what's localized as Teeny sing- That's Oh, that. Okay. Yep. See, I don't know any of the ridiculous English
1: tri- pun names for these things. <laughs>
2: Listen, if my heart,
1: if I had my
2: way, the most merchandised other one would be the Sham Hat Witch. Oh <laughs> yeah!
3: My, I'm looking at my Sham Hat Witch little guy that I made last week. He's still over there in the corner. So good! I'm uh, so oh, happy you when Tom he Brero? sent me a
2: picture of him. Huh?
1: You, you mean the Tom Barrero? <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's an
2: incredible
1: <laughs> name. Yep. So. Yeah, for for reference, guys in the audience, ton is the Jap- yeah. is one of the Japanese readings for the symbol for pig. So they just put a pig in a sombrero and called him Tombrero. And just, yeah, in English, you Sham get hat the which sh- is a
2: pretty good. Uh...
1: What was he and in English?
2: Sham which Ah, got like the and wizard hat going. So
3: there's a couple I- other ones too trying to think yeah, of his the
2: other variant, uh, the variations just, of
1: him. I just remember in my old Dungeons and Dragon Quest homebrew game with some students years back, the ranger character in, in the final chapter of the game that we could play before everyone went to different cities, um, the ranger character finally got a companion in the form of a Viking hat wearing pig. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't remember the name of that particular version of Tombrero, but it was that one. <laughs> And, and we he actually got... did quite a bit of damage in the final battle. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> We've got Hat Hamwich,
2: Ham
3: Ham Shamwich.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That that's pretty good too. How else um, can we
2: throw these around?
3: Yeah, and Alchemy Piggy.
2: Alchemy Piggy which... is. <laughs> Just go but for no it. No
3: Piggy Bank. Guess not. He doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have enough money to get that title. He- he was only in ten, apparently. So that may not be the uh, official name for that guy.
2: Yeah, that would that would make sense. But Since yeah, the other ones
3: are very.
2: Jam Hatwich is probably is one of the more recent additions to the generalized Dragon Quest bestiary, because I think it debuted in ten.
3: They debuted in ten, and yeah, they they were all over eleven. I At instantly loved them, So perfectly fine with that. So. Now for things that you may not have instantly loved. The last question he's got here about Dragon Quest. Have you guys played any mobile exclusive Dragon Quest games? And what is your impression? Nope. Who? No. Sorry, I've played four. Gamers. I've played four. With the party degrees. chat. The party chat. Not
0: that one. <laughs> oh, you've played four games. Oh, I mean. four, okay.
3: four, yes, I've played four <laughs> mobile games. I at least give them a try for a day, for a week. That's about it. Um, but the, fir- the first one I remember was uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Super Light. I-, I actually liked that. I played it in Japanese a bit when it came out. Had to sideload it. Um, and then again, six months later, when they came out with an English version in Southeast Asia, um, it was Dragon Quest Monsters. You got monsters. You collected monsters. You built them up. You could breed them. Um hatched their more powerful versions of themselves. Uh, you know, the stuff was just mobile. And it had good battles. I used to let my kid when he was two just sit there and press on the monsters and attack them. It was a normal Dragon Quest battle. <laughs> um, it, it didn't last long. The Southeast Asian version maybe lasted six months. Um, and... I don't think it ever got updated. Like, I feel like I got to like World 13.9 pretty quickly and just sat there. And after about two months, I was like, okay, so this is all it's going to be. Forget it. Done. Well, um, I, know, I know
1: Dragon Quest Walk is pretty popular over here right now. Even I, I've had adult students, like when I t- say adult, I mean like age 40, 40 to 50-something housewives have it on their phone <laughs> just running while they're doing a lesson.
3: Wow. I mean, I've got friends in their 40s that play Pokemon Go quite a bit, so the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, that that one I haven't given a chance to. Uh, we got two in the past year localized over here. We got Dragon Quest of the Stars. Um, it's basically mobile trash Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, one of the many problems that I have with it is the gotcha mechanic is built around clothes. Like, you have to oh, be lovely. really you have to be really invested in dressing your person up because you just have the same three people the whole time. And what you just keep getting is clothes. So if you like dragon quest dress up, I mean, I guess there's a story. It's probably not, it was nothing to write home about the uh, eight to 10 hours I put into it. Um, they do special events for all the different games. And basically you, Earn equipment to make you dress up like those characters, and you know uh, the, the the most recent one is Dragon Quest Tact. Uh I reviewed that. I got the early copy, reviewed that in October. I only gave it only. I finished the story part in about ten hours. Um, probably about <laughs> eight of those was on auto battle. <laughs> you know, wow, very, engaging. A... very engaging. Very um, engaging. Phil, Phil, and Anna like it. You know, (laughs) if you if you are someone who maybe likes like Fire Emblem Heroes, um, it's like that crossed with Dragon Quest Monsters. I will say they give you a reason to keep around uh, cruddy monsters. You know, it's not all about the S ranks. There are uh, (laughs) you can make a whole team of B and C ranks and actually run like slime dungeons over and over for zero stamina. So, man, not for me again, but. There are people that do enjoy it. And the last one is one that I think even wheels would go for. But unfortunately, we don't have it here. Dragon Quest Rivals. I once. Yes. This is the card game. Oh, gross. Why, gross, must gross, they do it, it, I it? I played through, gosh, 12, 14 hours this summer. Um, again, following somebody's guide who'd put over a thousand hours into it. And just going through tutorials, so it showed a lot of pictures of what to do. Um, so I got the, the point. And I know in at the end of July or August, they even added a story mode to it. So just give me Dragon on, Quest Stone, on, please. Yeah, it's on uh, it's on the Switch too. Not just mobile. You can play uh, it on mobile devices, but it's on the Switch as well. So come on, man. Come on, Square Enix. You do that.
2: You made so many other bad ones.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Give us the card battler, please. So, there you go, Fire Miner. That—that's that, the. There's the rundown of your mobile titles. Uh, my impression of all but Rivals is I never want to play them again.
4: Hello, <laughs> others.
3: Yeah, others have other opinions. You gotta, you gotta. If you like mobile games, I'm sure one of these would be right up your alley. So there we go. Mm. turn it back over to you for your big long list.
2: No, we (laughs) got to do one more before we engage in the list because there was one that was. Oh, that's uh, right. uh, This is episode 200. I have this question. I'd like you guys to give some perspective on. Uh, This is also from Fireminer. Uh, As people who have been playing video games and observing the industry, have you guys ever felt weird about how games are being marketed nowadays? Back in the 90s, there would have been magazine articles and TV commercials, and that was enough. But today, it's an endless barrage of hype, leaks, reveals, and responses. Uh, There's even a cottage industry of people reacting and overanalyzing trailers. I've got friends who said they liked indie games because it didn't feel exhaustive emotionally following them. I think that's more of the culture at large than anything about games in particular. Yeah. We're just inundated with... uh, I mean, hype culture is marketing, and marketing would love to uh, fill up your entire world as much as it possibly can.
1: Yeah, earlier I was remembering um, a question I got for um, Japan Demonium years back. Uh, It had to do with the Dragon Quest IX release um, delay. Yeah. And the question was basically, well, with the... uh, new release date coming up, are they starting to advertise for it again? I'm like, dude, your, your question assumes that they ever stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Quest it, IX,
2: it's still coming and you still care.
1: Yes. They just kept going and going and they just had big posters saying, okay, now it's on this date. Let's go. That was it. So. But, um, I mean, Japan's always had a fun... Attitude towards advertising for games, anyway, you're you're much more likely to see them on television advertising, even in the early '90s, yeah. more than America. I mean, I I still I actually do remember seeing the Secret of Mana TV commercial once, live in America. I feel like every
2: commercial that anyone remembers from the '90s on TV is all they're always the hellish ones. It's like this man I mean, explodes. Play Yoshi's Island.
1: No, I mean, the Secret of Mana one was actually pretty nice. It just took me a, a, about a year to realize which game it was actually for. I just remembered it pretty well.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, that that probably only aired a couple of times as opposed to, like, the hellish ones that everyone manages to remember because they aired, like, 15 times for some reason.
1: <laughs> uh, like the one where had uh, comparing Kirby to generic action movie uh, game dude. Yeah, the Kirby... but they also
2: needed to, like, convince you that Kirby was cool, so they, like... It was, it was very strange. <laughs>
1: um, no, my favorite was still um, Wario Land, the first Wario Land, Wario oh, carrying the TV going with Kill. a like a oh, watch and, and hypnosis, going, you are getting very greedy. You are very handsome. Your name is Wario, and you want a castle bigger than Mario's. Like, was... Mario, noted for owning a castle. <laughs> yes. Still, my best... Or, my favorite motivation for any main character in a video game ever. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's basically Wario just gets to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Wheels is about to make a really bad decision.
0: Hey, am I? The
2: game is describing oh. this difficulty as Do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's a message there, Wheels.
2: <laughs> and apparently Wheels' answer is yes.
5: Yes.
2: It's just a suggestion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Like, oh. I, I, I love looking through old video game ads. There's a lot of them that, like, do have TV ads. I have no idea where they ever ran. Mm-hmm. But one of my, one, one hobby that I have is, like, looking through some of the weird old ones I can find. And you'll find some that are, like, uh, reasonably like interesting ads. Like there was a I, I looked at the Jaguar Doom commercial, which is just like a fire and brimstone uh, preacher yelling at you about how the uh, about the hell that you'll encounter while playing Doom. And that one's at least like oh, that's memorable. That's that's fitting of the <laughs> game. I don't hate that, but then you'll get like. A million ones that are like the Crash Bandicoot Hey Plumber Boy ads that are just deeply retroactively embarrassing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh
2: man. I, I assume everyone remembers the Hey Plumber Boy Crash Bandicoot ads. They should have brought those back. I don't for think I ever saw those. Crash 4.
1: I, were... I do remember seeing some of the Cartoon Network um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day commercials.
2: Oh lordy. <laughs> but. Yeah, the, the Crash Bandicoot ones were basically like a guy in a Crash outfit standing outside of Nintendo of America headquarters with a megaphone talking about how how scared Mario should be of Crash Bandicoot. And the reason that they would never run those again is that they intended to put them on Switch now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, generally don't anta- directly antagonize in your marketing one of your... Uh, One of your key uh, corporate partners. Um,
1: Unless you're John Oliver, in which case it goes quite well. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But he's he's special in that way. Um, Yeah, uh, there's the... I remember there's, like... Because all of the late 90s ads in America are basically, like, just directly shit-talking the competition as much as possible. And... uh, Some of the ones I'm remembering is there's like a a bafflingly brash Sega Saturn commercial. What the hell are you naming yourself?
0: You'll get it in a second.
2: No, I won't. Um,
0: Look at it again.
5: Eels,
0: what? W-H-Eels. The problem is
2: that you've put the last name as W-H and the
0: first name oh, God. as Eels. <laughs> 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 why are so you're Eels one. Why is the okay. last name first?
4: It says enter your last name. It told
0: you. I didn't look at that.
2: Also, I'm just going to point out they because of people like you, that's why frickin' Persona 5 and Persona 5 Strikers just put the first name first in the English version. Eels Gaiden. But yeah, what was I going to say? We were. uh, But yeah, I I saw a a bafflingly uh, overconfident Sega Saturn ad talking that revolved entirely around throwing a PlayStation out the window. (laughs) uh, On the basis that it couldn't fly like Knight's Cannon's. Sega Saturn, Nights in the Dreams.
3: Oh, jeez.
2: But yeah, uh, if you ever want a good laugh, go look up uh, English commercials in the 90s and then go look up Japanese ones because you'll get some weird ones from Japan. I saw like a, a Neo Geo ad that was basically three minutes of someone dressed as like Terry Bogard punching people. And I mean, right. That, that owns... Uh, but, you know, we didn't get that. Uh, yeah. I do and have always appreciated the, like, extreme, uh, the, in, the incredibly extremely 90s uh, Neo Geo, like, tagline, uh, just to emphasize how large the cartridges were, where they would shout, uh, Hyaku Megashock, Neo Geo, just to like, 100 megabyte video game cartridge. You gotta deal with that. You gotta live with that. Is just getting <laughs> taken to task in the comments. So. Uh, that's
3: our 200 episode celebration.
0: <laughs> God damn it!
3: Wheels getting publicly on. Uh, Will wheels get beyond the character name no, here? I'm, no, uh, I don't
0: know. I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck at naming name character. yos No, the joke is ruined. I have to come up with something else now.
2: (laughs) Uh, I remember when I uh, loaned someone this on the condition that they had to name their character Space (laughs) Jam. Nice. Which uh, led to them sending me a screenshot of... uh... Of them, like, getting to one of the date scenes and being addressed very affectionately as Space Jam. <laughs> so that's uh, that's always an option.
1: Uh, okay, well then, random question then. What is the weirdest thing you've ever done with the name your character anything option in a video game?
3: Oh, I got one. Uh-huh. I so uh, I told this on Gamer or what is it, RPG Backtrack last week with... Uh, it was was it the fire red. It, that's what we were talking about. The fire red yeah, and yep. And the interconnectivity. If you traded with somebody, then you could get updates. The game like sent little updates about where that person was in the game. So if you just turned on a TV, you'd see an update about people that you traded with. So I got both copies of the game. I got the fire red, leaf green, and. On one of them, it was just purely to make starters and send over the other starters. Oh, no. And I named my trainer An Ass. <laughs> just An Space Ass. And it took it. So when I traded it back and forth, I could go to my TV on my main game and it would be like, Platy turns on the TV. An Ass has defeated a gym leader recently. Wow. Reports are there's an Ass that has collected a slowpoke recently. It was great. And by making it all lowercase, it fit in the sentences, like, beautifully.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> um, I just remember, with Wild Arms 2, I literally renamed every single renamable character in the game, except for one. Um, the random NPC little kid who was described as vacant-looking. <laughs> because his name happened to be the name of one of the guys who lived down the hall from me in the dorm who looked like a stone. <laughs> <skunk. laughs> so it's like, well, no, I'm keeping that name because it fits too well.
2: Wild Arms 2 lets you rename a baffling array of characters. It lets like you, you rename
1: every single recruitable character but every other even potentially important NPC.
2: Yeah, it's, it's truly it's bizarre. Name,
1: including, as it turns out, two of the main antagonists.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of great, but I have no idea why they did it.
1: Because they could.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, this is not my story, and I think I've brought it up before, but I think it's incredibly funny, so I'm bringing it up, because mine mine are mostly boring. I had a friend who, the last time he played FF7 a few years back, he, I forget why, th- I think he just thought this name was funny, but he named Cloud Ralph, and then... Every other character, he he suddenly was struck by inspiration before he named a single other character. And all of them were just big and then the first consonant in their name.
5: <laughs>
2: and so you've got <laughs> this truly bizarre situation where Ralph is hanging out with Big B, Big A, Big T. And it's just...
3: <laughs> a very <laughs> strange playthrough. I'll put it that way. Oh poor Big A. They seem like good people to uh hang out with.
0: Hanging out with Big A.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, mm. And Ralph.
2: Yeah. Just, just, a, Ralph. just a very uncommentable name.
3: <laughs> yeah. Apparently Tam once named uh Aerith Slumdrunk. Uh, that's (laughs) a lot okay you asked we answered
0: Yeah. Uh, (sighs) I can't remember which Pokemon game it was but it was one where I still was not fully back into the series so to entertain myself I named Pokemon the most ridiculous things I could think of like uh, random symbols or just what, what you don't normally do that no <laughs> ah i think just like stupid descriptions of what they are like a big cat or fire guy stupid things like that i usually
1: uh, name them word association yeah it's i
0: usually like... name them that or after
2: friends because it gives me more of a sense of attachment
1: Uh, I I see, for some reason, every single Ponyta I've ever caught ends up getting named Canyon because there was a movie publishing company called Pony Canyon. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Pony Canyon did a lot of stuff. They actually published some games for a brief minute there in the Famicom era.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember where I remember this name from. It's just it stuck with me. And so literally every Ponyta I have ever caught got named Canyon. (laughs)
2: It's a good joke. Yeah. Best joke's
1: the ones that you don't even remember why.
2: <laughs> yeah, Pony Canyon, I think, also does a lot of, like, music shit. Let's see. Uh, selected list of musical artists signed under the Pony Canyon label. This is a lot. They're not names that I fully recognize, but I'm also not super keyed into Japanese music, so... Uh, yeah, uh... They've also done some uh, anime licensing as well. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've got for, like... I, I don't have a lot of these stories. I typically leave characters' names alone when given the choice. So,
3: Makes it um, harder to look up stuff in a guide.
2: Oh, wait, I forgot I named that character that. That's not their real name.
3: Yep. Oh, okay. Now
1: different flashback here. Um, I just I actually just loaned out a copy of Wayside School Is Falling Down by Lewis Sacker mm-hmm. to a teacher today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with the series of books? Oh yeah. only uh, Re- I I'm pretty sure this is the book that had one story where it was Bring Your Pet to School Day.
5: Yeah.
1: And they um, like literally half the pets were named after other kids in the class. Oh, God. sometimes multiple <laughs> times. And so it's going through this entire story and it never specifies which person I- or which person saying something is a pet and which one's a student. Hmm. And until the very end where it gives you a chart saying, OK, this is all the kids. These are what their pets are. And these are what their pets are named. And then you have to try and figure out what the heck you just read. <laughs>
2: a key to unlocking the book you just read time to go back and reread it
1: <laughs> oh, it was just that one chapter because it's be,
2: yeah
1: it's just a wonderful book of absurdist humor yeah I think um, there was one uh, there was one chapter where the entire thing was actually written backwards I mean not not letter wise backwards but each um, but the order of sentences was completely reversed <laughs> so you had to start from the end and read th- backwards through the story to figure out what was going on that's cute
2: also tam brings up uh that one of the harvest moon games uh if your name started with a random symbol you were able to play uh place particular plants in uh the winter which yeah that sounds like the quality of programming i expect from a harvest moon game
1: well it's not an easter egg
2: uh i i just assumed that it was a bug because i mean have you
1: seen those
2: games? Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, That's Harvest uh, 3 for the GPC.
1: Uh, did you ever manage to get your um, get Link named Thief in uh, Link's Awakening?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. got that at least once. Yeah. Because that bow costs like 700 rupees.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're never going back there again anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing to do. To both put that in there, and to like put in things that were clearly designed to tempt you to do it. And then they gave you like the the deluxe version gave you a special like the the photo things that you could print out with your Game Boy printer to fill out the album. You had to steal something because one of the photos was you sneaking out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but again, yeah, Link's Awakening, the original indie game in its own right.
2: It's uh it's got a lot of touches like that.
1: I mean, that's what you get when just a bunch of programmers at Nintendo decide to hang out and just make something just for the hell of it. Yeah. And then tell their advisor of their supervisor stump. like, hey, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> Hope
2: you don't mind. Peace out.
1: Yeah, even though it kind of breaks, like, three company policies about not having characters from different um, series intersecting.
2: (laughs) Now, I see that you put Mario in here. Why is Kirby here?
1: (laughs) Why is Kirby an enemy? Because, Because, hey, the guy who was programming Kirby wanted to contribute, and he thought this would be funny.
2: So I'll think about the Programmer Art Kirby. If you've never seen Programmer Art Kirby, you need to go look at Programmer Art Kirby. Yeah. Because there's like a group photo where they had everyone on the dev team draw Kirby, and there's only one of them who can't. (laughs) Like, he drew him, but he cannot draw Kirby. Okay, here I... Okay, I found the image. It's a beautiful image that everyone should see at least once, and it kindly labels him as programmer, because anyone who has ever encountered programmer probably already figured that one out. Let's put this in here...
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Hold on. That, I can't get the briefly like, like a looks like a bad Pac Man. The way.
2: Uh, yeah, everyone else has a perfectly fine looking Kirby. You can absolutely tell who's the artist on the team. And then you've got this man. <laughs> Let's
3: see. Oh. Wow, he is also. The, the facial expressions are great, too. Cause like five of them have grins like yeah we could do this and he's like oh I'm in <laughs> this the photo Kirby, this Kirby is <laughs> not happy <laughs> no no he does not like they made me be in this photo
0: it wasn't I didn't ask to be here I just want a code man I want to draw you pictures <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a beautiful image one of the strongest I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyone, anyone who has not had the privilege of looking that up should go ahead and just Google programmer art Kirby and you'll find it fairly quickly. Mm. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was the first image result. uh, One of the first image results I got. And uh, there's also like a Reddit thread and some other places, but yeah, you'll, you'll find it if you haven't had the pleasure. (laughs) uh, uh so I think that runs us out of pressing questions that must be addressed now. Did anyone have questions they wanted to bring to the table? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh out of all the Shin Megami Tensei spin-offs, which one do you think is the best that isn't named Persona?
2: See there you there you made me there you went for the throat to make sure that i couldn't just say oh, yes. well on these personal yes. games uh
1: I'm, I'm gonna go with rido too is a, a good one yeah or and like Rido's i would
2: separate better. rido out from the other devil summoner games as well uh tam offers digital devil saga in the comments uh can't say i finished that so can't pass final judgment but it seemed very good so i understand
3: uh, do you play many smt games Platty? Uh, you know i've played four i beat four i've done the and honestly uh, I, I got halfway through my strange journey maybe three quarters <laughs> that was a mean maybe game. maybe not even that far because i know it's really long um
2: uh, did you do you remember what letter the sector you were in started with it might have been e it did a lot of warping. Eridanus throws a. Eridanus gets rid of a lot of people. A lot of people don't so, finish that. That game just died. Eridanus is effectively
1: it. five dungeons connected together. Uh, I think <laughs> it ends interested. on sector H. Yeah. Just. But yeah, Eridanus, the base garden of that sector, each quarter or each quadrant is the size of any of the levels that came before it.
3: Yeah, it's uh, and and I, I should awesome. I spent too much time. What was the? Uh, they added something for the redo Redux. Strange Journey version. Redux, yeah. They, they added some extra dungeon for that. I spent way too much time in there. I shouldn't have done that. That was just like way more traipsing around oh, that I could have spent. Yeah, I on never
2: played that. Strange Journey Redux, so I have no idea what they actually added to that.
3: They basically went the way of. Uh, like, what is it? The Etrian Odyssey untolds each had a very large extra area to go to, like, between so just like stratums. From... Yeah. Um, so it was like, hey, you finished this. And and it was the same with Redux. Like, you finished the A area, it was like, oh, there's this place over here. And you'd go, and it would be a very small piece. But by the time you opened up B and C and D, like, it was huge.
2: So what you're saying like, is Wheels point. now has to play Strange Journey
1: Redux? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, to
1: to quote my original impression of Strange Journey that which does not kill me makes me stranger <laughs> what <laughs> what that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's
3: how I ended that impression years and years ago which uh, game I got, I've got one actually sitting in my 3DS case right now like mm-hmm. one of the next couple 3DS games I'll play or maybe it's just DS uh
2: you said which game, so you seem like you want identification not,
3: here. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the uh, Every
2: wonder day what young life titles.
3: Is. I, I want to look titles by DS. I don't know. There's a bunch That's of DS ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it, Devil it Survivor? The... Devil Summoner? Yeah.
2: There's no DS Devil Summoner.
0: The 3DS Digital. Devil
2: Summoner Soul Hackers.
0: Oh right, the um, that would just be Devil Survivor or Strange Journey, right?
2: Yeah, Strange Journey, Devil Survivor, Persona Q, but that was already brought up, so I doubt it's that. Uh, DS <laughs> or 3DS?
3: That's a good question. <laughs> I, was it? A... <laughs> I'm looking at the box art here. It was not a strategy RPG. Okay. Is that? Is Digital Survivor strategy? Devil Survivor Mm -hmm. is strategy, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Okay, yeah, that is tactical role playing. Um, Then I
0: really don't know. (laughs) Uh, SMT4 Apocalypse? No, no. Um, If it's 3DS, it could be Devil Summoner.
3: That might be it. I
1: mean, Soul
0: Hackers was
3: 3DS. Oh, that's it! Soul hackers? Soul hackers. Okay. That's it. Yeah, oh,
1: that's, that, that's the second Devil Summoner game. Okay.
2: Yeah, and a very mean the, one.
1: Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> hey, it lets you it lets you hack the game for three. Yeah, game. you probably
2: want to apply as many difficulty hacks as possible, just because they make the game less tedious.
3: <laughs> oh, that's what I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that. So that... unfortunately,
1: the first Devil Summoner game was never published in America because Sony decided that, hey, there wasn't enough new material in the PSP port. Because, because some lawful, neutral idiot was a little <laughs> too focused on the letter of the of the rules for Sony's publication of remakes and ports. We're uh, fa-
2: failing the like, uh, age-old advice if you haven't seen it. It's new to you.
3: Yes, pretty much. Thank you, NBC, for that. Yep, but, for summertime advertising.
2: Yeah, Listen, maybe I haven't seen these episodes of Seinfeld. You don't know?
5: No,
0: <laughs> surely not on my DVR. That's why we didn't get this weekend in re-release. Yes, Tam. Thanks. Yeah, that for was bringing an up. That wasn't a statement thanks. made
2: by one of the people who worked on who was set to work on it. Uh, by the time that Konami got it through. Uh, Sony's uh, like got Sony to agree to let them do it. Uh, and the intention was to relocalize them both. But by the time that Konami got Sony to let them do it, the game had the collection had come out and bombed horribly in Japan. And so Konami Corporate had lost interest in bothering. And yeah, that's also why we didn't get Tales of Eternia yeah, in that, the US. It did yeah, come out in Europe though. Yeah, which is why I have. it's
5: that.
0: fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> what are you gonna say there's better Tales games that we missed out on?
2: Yeah, yeah, PSP. But there's there's no reason that we should have missed out on that one. Sure. There's like no adequately defined reason. It's not my favorite. It's fine. Like yeah. uh, I think that it was a very important step for the series. Uh, I mean, it's better than Fantasia. <laughs> Better than Fantasia. I like the, like, world of Destiny more, but it's a better game than Destiny before the remake. Uh, uh, Yeah, Uh, as for my favorite spinoff, it might be Devil Survivor. Like, I think that was really strong. Uh, And, like, it wasn't the first time that they had done a... It was not the first time that they had done a, like, strategy RPG. Yeah, but
1: Uh, Majin Tensei was not the best game on the planet. Yeah,
2: like, Majin Tensei was not something you'd want to really go back to. Rondo's not really something you want to go back to. But uh, Devil Survivor, they really nailed it. And, you know, uh, I think that both of those games are still really compelling. So... Yeah.
0: And that's definitely my answer, too. Specifically more for 2. Because I liked a lot what they did with 2. Kind of making the whole story uh, a, a lot different flavor than the first one. The first one is already a pretty unusual story for uh, SMT. Yeah. So and, and the second one's even uh, more unusual, <laughs>
1: So which one had the Septantrion as the villains? The second one.
2: Yeah, that's two. Yeah.
1: I, I just remember reporting on that one in Japanemonium and having fun figuring out what the heck the names of the monsters were supposed to be in English.
5: <laughs> Until I
1: finally hit on the fact that, wait a moment, Septantrion, let's look this up. Oh, it actually they actually are named after all the stars in the Big Dipper. Okay, cool. <laughs> And whoops, I yeah. somehow managed to spoil myself on the big surprise of the plot just by knowing exactly how many stars are actually in the Big Dipper. <laughs>
5: hmm.
2: Now I just think that I should uh, play that again but name my protagonist Ken Shiro.
1: Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anytime you've got some random mystery involving the uh, the the answer is always going to be the eighth star. Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. I mean, um, the, the Arsene Lupin movie. From France about 10, 15 years ago,
5: mm.
1: had a puzzle involving the Big Dipper. Guess what the guess what the solution was? The eighth star.
2: Eighth star. Eighth star. Yes. I can't believe that this is what Saga Frontier has been leading us to this whole time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, I was going to say, yeah. um, one of the things I liked a lot about those games too was all the different choices you could make. Because I remember. Like seeing uh, either trailers or screenshots or something of some character in Devil Survivor 2 that I never got in my party. Never even met. I, yeah, I don't think I ever even met because they just kicked the bucket from some choice they made. <laughs> but that's. Gotta go looking for them. Yeah, it was just a, a, not something I expected in that sort of game that just. Oh, a lot of different characters can just die depending on what choices you make. and I'd 100% buy a Devil Survivor 1 and
2: 2 collection on Switch.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Uh, and at some point I need to re... <sighs> replay both those games. A part of me hopes that
2: Nocturne HD might be the, uh, the start of perhaps some more of the PS2 games getting... Uh, updates. That, uh, it would be nice to see like Digital Devil Saga and Ryuo Kuzunoha come yeah. back. It,
0: it was nice to see them bring those all as PS2 classics on PS3. Except I think it came like way too late. Yeah, it was at the point where
2: it's like, oh, we've we've at this point understood that this will not be transferring to the next system. Hey Sony, please stop that. <laughs> you are. It is within your power to pull out my buying records and work out which. Freaking uh ps2 games i bought on ps3 and yeah. you're never gonna do it <laughs> but i'm still upset about that uh, uh, yeah so i'd probably go with devil survivor it's my uh pick
3: so i'm gonna no throw jack
2: brothers. <laughs> i do love jack brothers he ho at the labyrinth i have Essentially, no strong opinions on Last Bible. Uh, the first, but,
1: the original Last Bible, don't even bother. But um, Demi it was Kids. No strong opinion on Devil Children either. Um, I, I played Messiah Riser, and that was an awful excuse for a real-time strategy on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, Jesus, I never even touched that.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the, the Game Boy game, Revolution Revelation? Revelation's something.
1: the
2: Demon Slayer is Last Bible
0: 2. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the Game Boy versions of the last Bible games were incredibly slow. Yeah. They also yeah, last didn't Bible help that three I believe... Super Famicom was much better, but that's because it could actually move like a normal um, Dragon Quest game that it looked like. Yeah, I don't think Demon Slayer was helped by the fact that I think we got it like three years late. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was Atlas's attempt to copy Dragon Quest. Yeah. Did not turn out too well.
2: It's not. A, it's not a great Dragon Quest. Like it used to be, like long ago, uh, like essentially pre PS two, that you were really rolling the dice when you picked up a SMT spinoff. Like these, this could be good or it might be just total trash. And mm-hmm. like they've, at this point, they've stabilized to the point where like if you pick up a, a Megami Tensei spinoff, it's like no, this is this will be good. Yeah, Last Bible 2 was a 1993 game that we got in like 1996
1: or 7. Wow.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that was when the the brief period where they were going to localize Megami Tensei games as just Revelations and then the sub-series name. (laughs) They were just going to localize the name Megami Tensei as Revelations.
1: I mean, the uh, last Bible games were like Megami Ibn Roku, which is yes. Revelations.
2: Yeah, same with uh, Persona 1 is yeah. like Ginei Ibn Roku or something. Hmm? No, no, wait. Ginei Ibn Roku is
1: uh, Sharp uh, F.E. Uh, in Japan. Sharp F.E., yeah. Yeah,
2: it's Megami, Gen... but uh, Persona Gen is A. also... <laughs> yeah
1: general a ibun roku the, the end doesn't connect to the next syllable. It's
2: yeah, yeah, I'm slurring it a bit. I know that it's not the same syllable, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, I think Persona 1 is also a Megami-ibun-roku game.
1: Yeah. That used to be just be their standard title for the side quest, or side yeah, stories. Yeah, like the spinoffs were... Yeah, I don't even know if they usually give spinoffs,
2: like, names at this, like, that kind of name at this stage, but... No, they don't. Bo- they haven't
1: bothered since they restarted Persona.
2: Yeah, it took them a- for a while they were trying to do that because there wasn't enough brand knowledge in the U.S., but now uh, Persona gets to be its own thing, and people know that it's related, but it's not really, like, Persona is the stronger brand in the U.S. anyway, so... Mm. I think uh, like the remake of Persona One might be the last time that they pre-pended Shin Megami Tensei in front of Persona in the U.S.
0: They do that for two.
2: Uh, no, because I, maybe they did. I can't remember.
1: Let me check. I
4: can't remember either.
1: So guys, how much longer are we going to be doing this? Because I need to leave. Oh, we can we 10 can 10 stop anytime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: And we also I need don't. to go. Yeah, because East coasters be... would love to sleep. Yeah. Fair, fair. Let's, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, let's I, I've the... managed to
1: take down and fold laundry and cook dinner in the background of this entire thing. Nice. So,
2: it's plug time.
1: So, thankfully, I, I pre-cut some things this morning so that I didn't have to worry too much about making noise.
2: <laughs> it's plug time. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, yes. Princesses of the Pizza Parlor available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited by Michael Yarimizu. Nine episodes, one side story, three paperback collections available so far working on the fourth um had some nice reviews recently let me see what these are uh
3: it's good you should read it (laughs) yes
1: so feel free to leave another review matt
3: (laughs) yes i'm I'm almost done with the next book yay i I found out like after going a few months without doing it i finally realized again how i can get alexa to read to me so
2: Mm. And so the cycle begins again. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see, what was it? Oh. Got yeah, new reviews on the first two volumes, the uh, first two episodes. Yay. Oops. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Um let's see for the second book. Fun sequel to the first book with conflict between as they get totally lost and inadvertently split the party. And as everyone knows, splitting the party is nearly always a bad thing. Yes. <laughs>
2: So yeah, uh, people who read them seem to like them. I need to yeah. read more, but yeah. one day.
1: Yeah, I think the lowest review any of these things has gotten was a three on the first book, or on the first episode. And it was um, interestingly typoed in the middle of the, uh, the, re- the review bit. So um, <laughs> I already have plans to mock this in episode 11. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Just, just for fun. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, my uh, my soul three-star review is basically a cupcake review, if you remember that joke. No. Nope. It, it's an old Penny Arcade reference. Oh. Uh, so I think it was, like, Thousand Arms, or no, Enchant Arms. It was uh,
3: oh, where yeah, somebody
1: yeah. wrote a, a really negative review for it though it's basically it's a jrpg with turn-based combat as the negative yeah like <laughs> oh yeah, so,
2: yeah oh and, i'm remembering the like end bit of that that's just like uh like the guy yelling at his dog for never meowing
1: yes but the, the middle panel of that comic was like um it was um basically dissing cupcakes for not for being too small and not being real cakes. (laughs) So um, ever since then, I've been calling it a cupcake review. And from that Scott um, foul sorcerer on the the foul sorceress on the boards um, took to uh, anytime anybody was being overly critical of something simply for being on a different platform or being mobile or something. And they got too annoying about it. He would start replacing their comments wholesale with cupcake recipes.
2: So, I've forgotten so, I think my favorite line in this comic, which comic. is what are these what are these sprinkles? I was tired of sprinkles when they were putting them on
5: cookies.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so I, I don't know how I don't know if anyone else ever uses this term or ever did, but I always just refer to them as cupcake reviews. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. it's a good
2: way to describe them real quick,
1: like it's like uh sorry. Snook for a young girl, light and not much substance, probably more interesting to any girl interested in Dungeons & Dragons, not much plot or character development. In episode uh, one. Part one. Of what was already at that point an eight ep- or nine episode set. <laughs> so, Yeah, he can, big plans, big plans. So. Yep. Uh, and which had a humongous to be continued at the end of the first episode.
2: Yeah, I mean, that'd, yeah. it'd be like getting the first uh watching the first episode in any tv show being like these characters didn't go anywhere it's like yeah they just got established
1: (laughs) actually i was hearing comments about that from or about the first season of agents of shield that were almost exactly like that i was like dudes, it's like three episodes in what are we talking about
2: (laughs) (laughs) and also it's like you don't know how comic books work but (laughs) yeah yeah um so yeah, Prince Pizza Parlor still there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Slowly working on more. Yep. Yeah, among other random projects that because I'm this is just my year to alternate stuff quite a lot just because <laughs> I need to get some things out of my head. Mm-hmm, so
0: yeah.
2: Uh,
3: otherwise, uh. <laughs> You want to give your own plug? Uh... Sure. If uh, you'd like to hear me talk about more Dragon Quest than uh, I talked about tonight with Fireminer's question, check out Dragon Quest Slime Time podcast. Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can probably find Dragon Quest Slime too, unless you're listening on the RP Gamer page. But any old podcast catcher, it, it'll find us. Easy to find. We have some side quest episodes, too, where we go off Dragon Quest and talk about other things. So uh, much like the podcast that I co-host here on RPGamer, give oh. RPG Backtrack a listen. If you thought mm-hmm. 200 episodes was good, try 227. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you will. You will. It, it's It'll be a little bit longer for you to catch up, though. Now that uh, Kelly's got us going very well. And uh, you can hear two of your own co-hosts from Q&A Quest on the previous episode. And you'll be back for the next episode, I believe, right? <laughs> I'll, Talking I about an even better game than any old Pokemon game.
2: What's? No one has ever used sarcastic air quotes so much in the audio. What's the
0: next <laughs>
3: episode? Sonic. Dark Chronicles.
2: Sonic Chronicles, the Dark Brotherhood. There we go. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say what it was. That's why I didn't.
3: My guess is by the time Wheels gets this up, we'll have that one out the next day. So (laughs) it's not that big a spoiler. Fair enough. Fair enough. uh,
2: Yeah. So uh, get ready for that. We'll all have glowing reviews of that.
3: (laughs) I did put my half hour into it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you got to at least experience the music.
3: I I was well we'll save my stuff for next week.
2: That's a preview, that's a taster audience.
3: Um uh, Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: but yeah. Okay. Uh otherwise mm-hmm.
2: See ya space cowboys
4: See ya.
0: Okay. Alright
5: guys, I am gonna Make hang up and try to get some tonight